Hey, what's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. This is episode 99. That dude over there. Your Gretzky episode. <laughs> that dude over there. That looks like Jeff Samuels. <laughs> All right, people. The episode starts right now. Yeah, you've upgraded that, too. That's different. You had something else yes. going on before. That's great. Look, this beats the daddy's back bitches thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, this is episode 99. Holy sugar. Yep. We are in studio, live in studio in the house. My boy, Jay Sam, Jay, Jeff Hybrid Samuels. What's good, man? How you doing? Not, nobody else calls me Jay Sam in the volleyball community. Yeah, because they're not lazy like me. Well, when I... When K-Fed. I, I grew up right? playing hockey and lacrosse, and that was pretty much the go-to. Like yep. Jay Sam. Jay Sam? Yeah. And I, was, I was Jay Dibbs. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Debellius. Jeff Samuels. Yo, so... We were watching some... Before we got on the show, we were watching some plays from Atlantic City or whatever, and this and that, and that was... um, I know, look. I don't mean to start the episode with some disappointments, but there's definitely a play I want to share with the audience, like the people watching and this and that. Um, for anyone that's played volleyball, Jeff, like when you're the better team, there's three things that have to go wrong for you to lose. One, you have an off game a little bit, right? They're playing like above their expectations. And three, get, they get a little help from their friends. Yeah. Their friends being, everyone knows, say it with me. <laughs> The ref. <laughs> so yeah, we had the scab refs yes. in there. So look, if one yeah. of, if one of those things goes wrong, you still win. Yeah. If two of those things goes wrong, you still win. Yeah. But if all three goes wrong, you're just like FML. So I actually want to watch, see if I could put up the last play. Out the um, middle now. Short chop. Brett's it's actually on pretty it. good play. I had to. This Off is uh, match point. This is Greener and Connors. Big up to them. They play ball. Whatever. Oh, they Real stab. Tight ball again. Brad for the match. This is. Can he get there? This is the and the camera he shot was. In case you're wondering no if that hurt, it, it did. <laughs> what a save it from Jeff Samuels. He's yeah. now playing defense. Just wondering. Got the block. What an just insane rally. Brett for the win. And that's when I knew that it hurt. Like when the game was over, I was like, okay. You probably now that hurts. <laughs> Had the game not been over, I'm like, I'm fine. Dude, you wouldn't have felt a thing if you got if you won that play. Because you still got, you're like, dude, I got a match to win. So, um, how do you feel about, like, it was really, really humid. Do you, are you, do you play comfortably, if, if there is such a thing, do you play more comfortably in those conditions under, than some people? No. <laughs> it sucks for me. Like, it sucks. Um, it, it's like it wasn't question. even that it was that hot. It was the sand that was really hot. The sand was really hot. Like, sand sock hot. Hmm. But they're doing this new like ref thing where they're evaluating these refs who have apparently never refed before at least in my eyes it kind of seems like they've never refed before um and they're really strict about this 10 minute warm up rule and which i get it you got to keep the tournament moving and don't get me wrong i'm grateful to be back on uh the scene playing tournaments and having you know something to actually play for is it's great um but, I mean, we basically got pulled out of a match uh, that we were refing, and then right into a match on center court and gave 10 minutes to warm up, 
two, three minutes for a coin toss. For some reason, there were no balls in the court. It's like five minutes to warm up. Like, I would have liked to buy some sand socks, maybe. You know, like, have that, you know, just maybe, like, 30 extra seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got blisters up. on my feet from that, and it was just super hot. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's, there's going to be a lot of things that are changing about the game right now, especially with merging and, you know, us kind of being behind the, behind the eight ball with COVID and all that sort of stuff. At the end of the day, you just got to kind of, you know, be in a position and condition to handle everything. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, like they, but they've done some really good things, man. They really. Hit oh yeah. Away, oh yeah. I'm like, and I'm the first per- dude. I'm the first person to. I'm a big Donald Sun fan. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh well, we need to have this amount of tour stops, and it needs to be worth this amount of money. And it's like, well, when you start paying the players. Uh, you know, from your bank account, then, you know, until then, just shut up, don't say anything, and, like, I'm grateful to have a tour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the Americas, dude, the Americas have definitely done their part, the AVP Americas and the next. Oh, yeah. Um, And, and like, like this event was uh, 12 grand for first place, $100,000 overall purse, and that's incredible, and that's super commendable like i i you know i'm very grateful for that that's uh it's like a virtual tour yeah stop, yeah right? that's it's huge the, yeah that's huge especially in a time where you know you don't really no one really knows what's going to be happening in the next six months no one knows what's going to be going down in the next year with the uncertainties of the covid so i mean forget the next six months you don't know what's going to happen in six weeks you know what i'm saying yeah, so true that. for them to f- be throwing events uh, on a regular basis and like you know we like we sat in starbucks today and talked to the the old head that's in there and he's like back in my day we had this we had that. <laughs> it's just like yeah man i get it that was awesome that was like that was really cool but right now it is where it is and i'm here <laughs> and, oh my god are we talking yeah. about bayonets and horses yeah and i'm here and there there are so many people who are doing a lot like the whole crew as far as avp america goes and the whole you know all the refs and all the people who set up the events and all that stuff like all the all these people are are doing the best they can with what they have right now under the conditions so i mean i i have to be grateful you know i can't afford not to be grateful in to be in the situation that i'm in right it's like but there's also not there's not only just gratitude. There's a low level of excitement, right? The the AVP America, the fan following, has is really stirring the pot. I think it kind of really started at Coconut or before Coconut. What what an awesome crowd there supporting yeah. like the home teams. I mean, even Kristen um, Nuss and Cloth, right? You had um Evan Corey and Logan Weber in the finals, and yeah, like Court One, they were they, uh, was Dentler and Ferrari or whatever. That that was. A lot of people left center court to watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, know? yeah, they're holding it down right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're really killing it. Shout out to my my Michigan dude Logan Weber. So he, they're um, they're really holding it down. They're playing great. And I mean, it kind of even started before that New Orleans event. Uh, they were throwing a lot of great stuff in Florida, um, which is kind of why I made that little transition out there. Um, and mm-hmm. Clearwater tournaments. Uh, Kelly Flynn with uh, Tampa Bay Beach Bums was. Coupled with AVP America, throwing some great events out there. Um, so, I mean, they've been kind of holding it down through that whole COVID time. So, I mean, honestly. Florida's the new Wild West. <laughs> yeah, what do you, yeah, what it is, Florida is the new Wild West. What do you have to be like, you know, there's a lot of volleyball pessimists out there right now that are just like, you know, 
I'm not gonna play anymore and all this. Oh, well, dude, don't you know? Yeah, sit your ass at home. B- bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Sorry, but, I'm fucking uh, yelling now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. To red. <laughs> yeah, people are doing. People are doing what they what they can with what they have right now, and you know, I mean, you could look at it like, oh, I don't want to play anymore because I don't know what's gonna happen, or you could be like, well, wow, right now is a great opportunity for a guy like me or or a, a woman like myself to 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 make my move you know what i'm saying like one door closes we're gonna there's gonna be three four that open up right so nah for sure yeah that's just but, how i look at it you know the crazy thing is like atlantic city was bigger right i mean the the purse was like a virtual tour stop um plus they had a qualifier a double elimination qualifier which we're gonna get it to in a, in a minute never seen um <laughs> i got i liked um coconut beach was smaller but i guess what's smaller becomes more intimacy and there's something about night lights. Like, shout out to... Yeah, there's something about Shout out to like, my new homie, really Car- blinds my Wayne, eyes. Who, like, who, like, run this whole thing. And ruins my depth perception. There's <laughs> something about night lights that just brings out the best. I, I mean, not well, really. I'm horrible at night. Honestly, here... Delete that, please. No, we ain't deleting <laughs> shit, homie. So let's... Um, Serve Jeff actually, at night. there was a... The final was a sunset game. Let me check this out. This was a sunset Players. game... <laughs> To um seventeen sixteen, I'll go a little bit further ahead, but but it went sunset game to nightlight. Hey, welcome back. The right. band is back. Shit, let me go back. I just want to get that Over final. This was an amazing setup. This is match point. This is you know Rafa. I mean um Piotr's on a bad leg, but yeah, it was Rafa versus the other two guys. Yeah. Basket catch dig and now. That, that ball's trouble. That's a save, dude. I thought it was going to hit the antenna. For the match, Corey. Got it! And that's it! Look at him. Watch how, like, the people, like, his people, like, some you never see. Security would never let it happen at a tour stop. Here we go. Everybody. Here they come. Here come, here come his people. But look at the background. That's a, Guys, that's a restaurant with the Christmas lights or the night lights. That's literally a restaurant next to the water. The that was a great event. It was an absolute first-class setup. Yeah, no, uh, it was ran really well, too. Um, I, you know, the only thing that threw me off were those... Uh, the crawfish dog. I can't do the crawfish. It's, that's, I did my part. Me off. I tried a little one, but they had to pull the little gray cord yes. out, and I was like, "What is that?" And they're like, "They told me what it was," and I was really I can't do the crawfish. The the I sea did, roaches. No, I did my part. Um, I tried it because people are like, "Oh, how do you know you're gonna like it, or whatever?" And I'm not like a not shellfish guy. I'm, I could eat, yeah. I eat the hell out of me some shrimp. Oh yeah, right. Some crab, yeah, some crab. lobster. Oh, you know, we call it the big three. Yeah. But crawfish, I tried. Mm-mm. No, they're they like, you, little, you didn't have it from little, that place. I'm like, no. They got a little dirt taste to them. I, don't, I mean, no. no offense, Louisiana people. Uh, love you guys. You do you. Yeah. But I'm out on the crawfish. I'm sorry. But if the only problem I had with Louisiana was the crawfish, that's a win. Man. That's a win. That place, yeah. No, dude, I, had, I had a great time. Went down. I was like, French I'm moving here, dude. It was great. I'm not moving there. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I can do a week. It's dope. It's cool. Um, but. Yeah. yeah, I um no, I just like they say grace, they say ma'am, they hold the door for people. Everybody's really polite. You know like what I'm it. saying? The yeah. the restaurants are really I good. I, I went to I had a I went to a place that had a steakhouse, um, and they had like a family style environment and it was noisy as hell, like in a good way. 
someone had like a graduation party yeah. and people just telling jokes that were like, like if I'm in New York, there's like a waiter that'll be like, could you please keep it down? He's, you know, if some of the people complaining yeah. y'all too noisy. Not there. Like everybody, you know, center table, they make a noise, everybody making noise with them. Everyone's, it's like, it, it's engaging. Um, big up to Chi DiMaggio, Patricia DiMaggio, old school player. She lives out there. Sean Ladig. Right? One Sean's of the, guys the guy. Who, you need anything, you just go together. talk to that guy. He's yeah. he's got it under control. But like that, he gets virtue. me like, uh, like that aquarium virtue. tickets and like all that stuff. Like I've known yeah. Sean for a while. He, that's the guy, man. Yeah. Like I wasn't even sure if he was running the tournament or yeah. if he had anything to do. But he's like the liaison out there. He's like I the, might be a little gay for him too, man. The dude's a hunk, man. <laughs> Dude is. How old is it? The guy's like forty six. I'm looking yeah, like great that? shape. Great shape and just a wonderful guy, a good family man. Just like I mean, yeah. So I don't quite go to the extent you do with the love for him. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think no, I'm yeah, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm. I know all of my friends are like, Jay, if you're not sure, you are. Hmm. I'm like, no, I'm just relax. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> So, yeah, big up to Sean, big up to, I guess, Carly and Wayne, they run the whole thing. So, uh, basically, AVP America, Wapaka. Did you play in that, too? Played Wapaka, played uh, some some grass and some uh, sand there, yeah. Wapaka's always been that one that, like, you know, won FUDs and won the mother load. And out of the, I call them bonus tournaments, you know, just like the, the fun ones that used to not really mean much as far as America, uh, AVP America went. And points and that sort of stuff. Now they do, but um, that's always the one that's just like escaped me. And it's closest to my home. Like I'm from Michigan originally, so I've always wanted to win Wapaka. And it just like just keeps going the other way. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at this dude. Hold up a sec. Sorry, right there. What the hell do you call that, man? You tell me that's a 46-year-old man. Get, man, yeah. get the hell out of here. No, he works out a lot. He's like martial arts and... Plays a bunch of volleyball and yep. dude. Yeah, it's a, um, I, I don't know. This guy's enough time. Yeah, he's, he's just kids he's, and yeah, his wife son plays. and works like a major job, like you know, like major job. Some uh, plays he's left-handed. Yeah, you know, and this and that. So, so oh, the guy we talked to, we talked to, like he, the guy is like I he never he didn't know who you were, he didn't meet you, and. He's he's it's so weird because Mike always talk tries to talk above people like they don't know whatever, and the thing that made me crack up he's like well one of my favorite tournaments is a mother load and you're like, I won that. <laughs> yeah. You said I won that. Yeah, and, and, and I was like with Casey you're like mm-hmm. yep, and then he, then all of a sudden well, he's like, like he didn't like hear me like it didn't register the first time I said it to him, <laughs> and then you were like yeah yeah Jeff won that and he's like oh oh yeah you did. Oh. <laughs> You know, but that's the old heads for you. Those, those are the old guys, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Like I mean it in just like they they grew up in a different in a different time than we did, and you know rules were different, and yeah. prize money was gnarly, and you know there was just I mean I get it. Like that was a that was probably the best time for our yeah. sport. Um, yeah, but, you look at a bvb.info page. Yeah, right? and they the, always go like back the to this. Period. They always go back to like everything that you talk about. They relate it to like how it compares to the old days and like. You know, well, we couldn't set like that, and we couldn't do. And it's just like, yeah, okay, all right, man, all right, yeah, cool. <laughs> but we're talking about right now. <laughs> we yeah, we are I mean, where we are. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, if if we could turn, I mean, 
I don't mean to cast any. I'll probably be one of those old heads one day, you know. But I don't mean to cast any aspersions on some of the old heads. But I, I mean, they need to ask themselves what happened to volleyball and and, and what how they took part. We're in- always the ones to we we are the I mean like we're the ones to blame. Like it's like like I changed the size of the court, or it's like I changed the dynamic of how we're jump setting and doing all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I you guys passed this to us, and it's not like. You know, we didn't make the tour go bankrupt back. Don't, in the but day. don't you think you that's know, what, like, you, like I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not placing any blame on anyone. But they always look at us like we are responsible for that, and it's just like, all right, you guys didn't have anything to do with that. Like, I, I don't really look. I don't really get I, it. This is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, mm. sometimes lack of inclusivity. Um, yeah. um, you the um. If you're the big fish in a pond, right? You become too big. Yeah. There's not enough water for you to swim in, and then you air suffocate, and then you bounce, and you leave everybody else with that mess. So, oh yeah, you know like, what I'm saying. So yeah, like y'all weren't so worried somebody, about it when y'all were picking up all the checks. Yes. When y'all were the ones picking up all the big checks, nobody was worried about where it was gonna leave us. And now that it is where it is, it's like, oh yeah. Well, yeah, we, well, we used not, to have this. Well, they're not that. entrepreneurs. And now they're you not, guys, yeah. and I'm like, what? The they're not entrepreneuring themselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like, uh, all well right. Enough. Okay, yeah. Right. You missed me with that one. Yeah. Tim Driscoll's like, let's talk about FUDs. Um, yeah. I miss Which ones? Which FUDs? How about the last one? Yeah, that was a... Uh, that that might have been my most fun FUDs, no lies. I mean, I, we didn't win. We lost to those guys who were tearing it up. Well, Evan Corey... Uh, is I mean, and they had like. Did he like, play with Caldwell? Huh? Did he play? He with played with Caldwell, Evan Corey, uh, J.D. Hamilton, and then there was one more. Oh, that kid, dude. Who's the other Talk guy? Talk about nice team? guys, man. J.D. Hamilton, Caldwell, Hamilton, Corey, Evan Corey. Oh, Travis Merriweather. Merriweather, yeah, yeah, dude. And it was like one of those things where it's like you look at the team and you're like, that's a great team, right? But you don't really see the Champion. dynamic of that team, how good it is, in like. They had every little part, every little piece that they needed to to win. And um, shout out to them; they 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 played great. Uh, we ended up playing them in the semis, and kind of were getting crushed by them at the beginning. And you know, like for my squad, I played with Sean Rosenthal, Ed Ratledge, David Lee, David Lee. and Ian Satterfield. Just like another gnarly squad, but. Um, we were kind of there for the party, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, which that's what FUDS was. You know, we were, we were there for the party and uh, and we, we didn't necessarily have that dynamic. We had a bunch of individual studs, some Olympians. Um, but uh, we had a we had a we had a little trouble against those guys. Yeah. Um, how does FUDS, FUDS compare to SmackFest? FUDS is fours, but it's... You know, I like SmackFest. I've played it a few sex? times, FUDS but if sex, I had... Right? Fuzz is single sex, and yeah. and Smackfest is like co-ed. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Fuzz has a bunch of different divisions, but obviously, like the the number one division is yeah, like you're saying, single sex. And yeah. Smackfest is one girl, three guys, and like I've played Smackfest a couple times. Don't get me wrong, it's fun. I like it, but if I had to pick, I'd be like, you know, my six man. Uh, That's tomorrow. Yeah, a six man, and I go Fuzz, Wapaka. Then Smackfest, but I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. me. And Motherload's like way up there, but um, is Motherload um intimate? Very intimate. Motherload only has 
like six seven courts and they're like one like three court intimate spot and then one like another like two or three court intimate spot in the upper courts and it's one of the most intimate venues you could possibly be in with a amazing backdrop just like you're basically playing in the mountains and it's a whole different game too because the power is kind of like taken away a little bit from that because of the altitude yeah so like there's no jump serving like i can't skyball because the altitude is just i just wanted to see if you still got your live feed up yeah it if probably it cuts out it cuts out it's all right, so. well we'll take a little time i'll, I'll keep them entertained you could turn it back on because okay. you still got um still got the fan the fan questions guys from for those of y'all listening, he's giving away some 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 gear. He's giving away some isopure. So for the people on Instagram Live, um, whoever posts the most interesting question gets gets some free stuff from Jeff Samuel. So so he's 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 um. Are you just gonna pick a random person? Yeah. Cool. Tim Driscoll actually said you could place ninth all year and make six figures in the nineties. <laughs> Lol. So. Well, I'll tell him to put some yeah. money up. Ah. <laughs> He didn't mean tell him. He could. He's listening to us right now. I know you got it. I know you got it, bro. Tim, where you at? (laughs) Tim's my boy. That's my dude. Yeah, we all got one, man. Greg Faulkner's my boy. He's everybody's boy, but I feel like I'm the exception. Every right. See if I'm back on there yet. Yeah. Go check your your live. I did. And yeah, it's curious. I don't know. Hmm. And strangeness. So you played NVL a little bit. Yeah. Did Coconut Beach feel like an NVL? Yeah, it was basically like an NVL, pretty much. Oh, let's check your camera again. Alright, I think it's starting back up right now. And boom. Shit. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm a freaking moron when it comes to Instagram. This is why I have Miranda tech my show. I, I think you teched a couple of shows too. Yeah. With, with um, me and Dougie and, um, wait, Casey Jennings, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did Casey. Yeah, we did Casey's. Yeah, I liked. Um, I really liked Coconut, and I really liked Atlantic City because they're. Um, Atlantic City was more like a competitive thing because I guess there was more money at stake, or, and um, sometimes you playing all day in those humid conditions, people get a little bit tight. Um, you you're again you're also in a situation where like so many things had to go wrong for you to win and uh, for you to lose and for them to win with respect to Grenier um Connors to you know two two do- really good dudes Grenier Grenier man could be a rough rider when he you know when he Yeah Grenier was balling man he's went through some yeah. injuries and stuff like that in the past and you know he was maybe a guy you want to go to and serve the whole game maybe just cuz you know mm. when you're not 100% it's it's tough to tough to do that grind but um Right now, like, it, he was really tough to serve. We had to go the other way. So he's uh, he's really balling right now. Yep. You won Mother Low with Casey. Let's go right. back to that for a minute. Um, Casey Jennings, what were some of the things that he did well to, to um, put you guys up top for first place? Because really, I don't, need, I don't know how to say this. So I'm just going to say this. He would have to play a certain level for y'all to win Motherload because Motherload. I mean, first of all, it's, oh, he it's, was a, he was leaps and bounds better than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did my thing. I played well, but he there's just a command on the court that he has, and just like knows he knows what to do in a lot of situations. Um, 
one of the things that really stuck out to me was his preparation before each game and 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 it's kind of something that i kind of do a lot too um where i don't i don't really like to talk or like hang out in between matches yeah and, and he wants to go like he would just go back to his hotel and get ready and be in the air condition and relax in between each game and um I still kind of enjoy the experience while being at the tournament, but I'm not like hanging around with friends per se. Um, and he would do that. Another thing that really stuck out um, for me with him was uh, um, if a guy's hitting a shot and I'm up blocking, he really wants me to encourage him, you know. And I, I've kind of taken that into my game, and I'll, I'll even tell the guy I'm playing with right now, like, yo, if they're hitting a shot and I know you're going to have to move for it, and I'm not encouraging you verbally, like yelling for you to go Let's get go, the ball. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like run, not not even just that, maybe even calling out the shot. If I'm not doing that, is as much on me as it is you um, for not getting it. It's not like he put any responsibility on me for him not digging the ball ever. But it was always just like, well, why aren't we both taking that little extra extra step, right? Like if I am blocking and I get a touch on the block and it's up in the air and my partner doesn't tell me where the ball is, you know, not that I can't look up myself and try to figure out where it is, but if we're not taking that little extra step to to encourage each other as teammates to uh, pursue the ball um, in like those little weird situations or like a shot, uh, then, you know, it's kind of on both of us, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think my live stream is working, dude. I don't know what's going on. Do you want to use mine and tag yourself? Uh, let me just try to grab it and just yeah. say forget the uh, forget the tripod because that way I'll know if I'm on or not. Yeah, Tim Driscoll, once again, thanks for joining us. Who else? Tyler, thanks for joining us. A lot of fun yeah, having people hang out, out with us for this for this um, live stream teaser. I'm it's only going to be on for a little bit more. I just wanted to take um, any questions that any, my, anyone might have for Jeff Samuels while while we're, we're live streaming this. The entire version of this is going to be um, the entire version of this is going to be on um, iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube or whatever. Um, if you want, Jeff, you could place your phone in front of the TV screen right there, and it, and it could see us. It, it'll see more you than I me. Think but, like, but you're, but I think it's like I think it's something like being over there, like Wi-Fi or something. I have no clue. Well, dead spot. Yeah, I'm gonna hold it until I'm sure that I'm on the Wi-Fi. There you go. And then okay, we're on. Nah, we're on. Well, do that. We're on, we're on finally. It lean, wouldn't work over there, but it's it working against, here now. Yeah. Hey, everybody, see this? What's this? This is a gift from my wife. This is cool as fuck, right? Jeff's gonna lean the phone on that. It ain't gonna drop because it's basically an anchor. It's Yo, <laughs> we had some Wi-Fi issues or something going on, and now we're back. So here's the deal: I've volunteered my sponsor Isopure to give away a free gift to someone who comments. Like you can comment. I don't even care what you say, um, but I'm gonna go through after pick a random comment and. I'm going to let you pick something from the website. So that's the deal. Right now we got five people. Shoot. If we, I might do two people. We might even do two. <laughs> we might even do two. So we'll see what happens here. All right. Yeah. Um, fan question. Someone's asking um, if you and Dylan are going to play in any upcoming, up, up, sorry, upcoming tournaments. Yeah. Dylan and I are playing Atlanta together. So Good. 
Yeah. I, I'm very, very happy to hear yeah. that. Yeah. He has, you want to talk about like most improved player of the year? Between our boy Rafi Paulus. I was going to say, I give it to Rafi. Yeah. And then, I mean, well, you, you know, give well, Rafi to Rafi. Well, you know, yeah. I, I think we really give it to, like, if we're looking at up and coming guys, we give it to Evan, Evan and Corey. Evan and Logan. Maybe as even, a team. Maybe even Logan. Yeah, but maybe it but could as be a, either but one. As a unit, it's it could be either one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hands down, probably them, just with what they're doing right now. Yeah, on the male side, and then um, my guy Dylan is really coming a long way. He's, I mean, the potential for him is amazing. Kids, just, I mean, if he just stays aggressive and is just like, oh, if I get blocked once, twice, and imagine just stays aggressive the entire time, he's almost unstoppable. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Rafi is just, you know, we see Rafi doing doing great man Rafi's I mean like I played with him yesterday we played a little match and actually um we Y'all doing volley poker today we did great yesterday a little training a <laughs> little training and then today I don't know if you guys know about volley poker but um it's like a, a betting exhibition type deal we're playing an exhibition today pros at, against Joe's uh, yeah pros against Joe's I think they make up some rules I don't I've never done it I've seen it a couple times but um I'm excited to get out there with Rafi today and, and play today at 4:40 or so um Pacific Standard Time at like 16th Street. So if you're around, stop by, or I believe there's going to be a live stream. So check out Volley Poker on Instagram. Um, I believe they have a YouTube page as well, and that's that's put on by our boy Danny Newman. So that should be a a fun fun little event today. Talk about a dude as wired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, guys, full go mode all the time. I respect it. I don't have that gear. Nah, dude. I don't have those gears, uh, but you know, I'm actually looking for some stuff. I'm gonna try to pull up the last time we did volley poker. So for the people who want to know about volley poker, it's not actually poker. It's it's um basically a volleyball game. They're professionals against um maybe one Joe and a pro, or or pros against Joes. So what happens is they put you in a match and they make up rules to handicap the professionals. For example, Sean Rosenthal and Avery Drost went against Matza. Everyone knows Steve Kahn. And Matza got to play with Dylan Dylan. Merritt. So the rule is they could only serve Dylan Merritt, right? And Rosie and Drost were only able to hit on two. Hence the term, the option. Um... And they were only allowed to hit above their head. So they couldn't go on to bump, a uh, bumping over. They couldn't go on to hands over. It had to be um, a down ball um, so, or some kind of contact above the net. So I'm trying to actually look for it because I have it. Um, I recorded it. And it it's, it's taken off, man. Like the live yeah. version got 4,000 views. People start placing bets in between the sets. It is Daniel Newman's... And they also pay the players, too. So, like, I get paid to play this event. So, it's really cool for everyone. You can bet, make some money, um, and also the players get paid. So, it's like a little... It's an easy little day. Yeah, Daniel Newman's... um, He's got... (laughs) When's the next... Someone asked, when's the next DC training session? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know that one. When's the drawing? Um, I'm going to do the drawing for this since I got to get out of here real quick and go uh, to training. Let's do the drawing tomorrow for uh, the giveaway for Isopier. So I'm going to pick one, possibly possibly two people um, get to pick something off the Instagram website 
uh, all you got to do is comment on this live feed and we're going to hook you up with something. I go Dougie Fresh. Dougie, <laughs> Coach Dougie. <laughs> Excuse me, Dougie. Excuse me, Dougie Fresh. You're on. <laughs> Damn, where the hell is this? I'm still scrolling, but um, Chris Shit says what's up. I see Ships. Chris. Shout out Cali Bear CBD. So Mark Fornacari says next Thursday at 4.40, I'm in. If you do this, um, shoot me a text. Nah, you definitely got to come on the, the podcast. Fornacari. Now for he's anyone, talking about volley poker. Oh, he is. I think that's the okay. 440 thing. Okay. Poker. Well, well, if he's here, you he got he know he got to come on the podcast. That's crazy. It'd be malpractice for him not to come on the podcast. All right, I tried. I can't find this thing, but um, yeah, that's um, Dylan. I really, I'm really impressed with Dylan Cox. Yeah. Oh, cool. Fornicari oh, said either or. So, I, I, I so Fornicari probably do do both. He can come yeah. on the podcast in the morning and then get some of this get some of this volley poker in. For anyone who doesn't know who uh, Fornicari is, um, if you watch the Pottstown Rumble, what a mark! Him and um, Nolan Albrecht made the finals for grass. And Jeff, you played grass tournaments before. You can appreciate how grueling uh, the Pottstown Rumble yeah, is. I'm too old for grass. Yeah. Well, grass in general, but <laughs> this tournament specific, it's a big court. I'm going to pass it's on the grass. It's not a short court. It's <laughs> I came out wrong. Now, I used to I used to not. I used to Yeah, okay. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> today I don't I'm I'll play one grass tournament and that's Wapaka and that's pretty much it. I'm done on everything else. So people stop asking me to play grass tournaments. I'm too old. Yeah. So, well, and also the Pastime Rumble is big court. And Pottstown no Rumble way. is side out, guys. There's no way. Your game could last 15 minutes or it could last an hour and 15 yeah, minutes. I'm out it on is. Pot's yeah, that's. that's. So, Fornicari, anyway, Fornicari, Nolan Albrecht, finals, lost to my homeboy, um, Andre Beloff. And um, who's the East Coast guy out there? Multi purpose player, Eric Lucas. Yeah, Beloff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that served his spaces. Well, dude, it's like a. It's like a it is a small glimpse of what Belov's serve used to be. I've seen some guys really get a hold of it. Angel Dache gets a hold of the serve. K-Spear really gets a hold of it. Phil was like gnarly because of some angles and yeah. like trajectory. And his point and of like, contact. And it, and, yeah, and it was, it was a, a tough serve. But as far as like revolutions on the ball and like uh, the speed of the ball, there's a few guys that come to mind. And it's Reed Pretty, K-Spear. Uh, Angel and Belov and Belov was by far the gnarliest jump serve I've seen. I mean his would like be blowing people up in the chest on short court and it would also do this thing where it hits the tape and it would hit the top of the tape and like spin more and and pick up speed and just like blow people up in the chest it yeah. was the most it was a like a phenomenon. I don't know how well, that, that's even that would possible. be outside of the Pottstown Rumble because the Pottstown Rumble let serve. Yeah, but it's I not mean, legal. So just like ahead, sorry. just trying to show people like his serve was unbelievable. Like I'd say like six seven years ago when he was really kind of training and playing and mm -hmm. traveling around. Like now nah, he's just like an old guy. I love you, Bella. He's just like an old guy that kind of drinks beers and lives in New York and plays every once in a while. Love and, that guy. You know, like that sort of stuff. But and he still balls. Don't get me wrong. But uh. Yeah, his serve used to be. But he's one of those guys. He's when he when you tell him what the score is, he starts paying attention. I played him in New York, right Central Park. I had Patrick Deets, big up to Daddy Deets, and he was playing with Ren, the Queen, right. We're up 
Jeff, we're up 20 to 18. Uh, 2017, and he asked me what the score was. He says, what's the score? I said, 1720. Five aces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, yeah, ball yeah. hits the tape, like yeah. just bams the tape, rolls over. Yeah. I think position one, of course, that deep one, and I'm lefty. He's serving my right shoulder. I'm like, it's out. They're like, it's in. And I'm like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he used to play for like the, Rush, like the Russian Um, He played for a Russian professional club team and then played in the AVP retired in 2013 he was the leader in aces per set in, yeah. the, AV, in the AVP on yeah. the, in the draw yeah he was so sick. um actually Fonakara says Mike Maha's got a nasty one too and um yeah, yeah I mean, but we're talking short court I don't really know I haven't seen him play the sh- I see that guy on the triples yeah and that's kind of like either a big court or modified for the most part mm-hmm. but and it's grass like it's a little easier to jump and more control. Like that's just housing people. Well, grass is about serve. Don't get me wrong. I watched that guy play. He's gnarly. No, but, but gra- gra- to me, grass. In fact, the past time rumble was about serve because, like grass, cool. You notice like the nets are a little bit lower and it kind of you can never get them high enough. No, you can't. You, um, <laughs> the so, spectrum nets, you just can't. They just don't go. Yeah, so enough. you know you don't have to operate out of a hundred percent efficiency to side out. You could go at eighty percent jump and still throw down in front of the de- defense. Mm. But as soon as the ball's out of system, all of a sudden, all four players get in the athletic stance. They're like, "Wait, this shit could be a point." <laughs> so, guys, here's um volley poker. This is what it looks like. This is um I did a live. Hold on, I'm uh. Show you in a minute. This is what it looks like. Score is one to two. Thank you for joining me. We are north of the pier. So you see that's a matzah, right? Actually, let me, let me go back. I'm going to go back 10 seconds. So that's matzah because they know they can't serve him. And that's Dylan Merritt. So the rule in this this version was only um, Dylan was allowed to receive serve. You couldn't serve the matzah. So matzah just stayed at the target. Um, Daniel Newman right now is playing with Rosie. He's super subbing for Avery Dross. Avery Dross is a guy in the... Um, Actually, he's somewhere somewhere on the sideline, ready to come in. And their rule right here is they're only allowed to hit on two above the height of the net. So their pass has to be whatever. So, so in real time, people are placing bets. They put maybe X amount of money on Matza and Marek. And then like at the technical timeout, I think maybe maybe the bet changes in this net in between sets, the bet changes. So it's been quite the ridiculous. Here's another example. Boom, had to go. So so now watch serve receive. Look where Matza is. Because you could only serve Dylan. And you couldn't jump serve. So that was another handicap for the pros. You couldn't jump serve. So it's just these really ridiculous challenges. Um, Dil- I think Dylan and um, Matza won the first one. And then... Daniel's like, get me out of here. And Avery draws super sub. And then Rosie and Avery won. Because Avery got to see from the outside in what it looked like, you know? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's what that looks like. So, But you're right about that. Mike and these guys have been playing grass uh, tournaments, some exhibitions. Yeah, it's their thing. Just murdering it. I actually told i text micah and micah if you out there you need to stop acting like we slept together if i text you text me back it's that simple um because i had some friends in new york that play for Balmeso that won nationals and every two monday and wednesday there's a free indoor gym it's riverbank state park paid for by the new york state dollars seven o'clock to ten they play fours and micah and them could have went in there and, and, and actually had some real competition because first of all those dominicans don't get aced 
They 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 at nine years old, ten years old, bumping the ball two hundred times against the wall. They don't even care if you're six seven if you can't take care of first hit. And and that gym, and you could use medals for fours, right? Because fours is really about the medals. Nope, go sit. I go play with, go play on the girl. They send them to the girls' net. So, so I was very interested to see if Micah and them could do that serve to space could actually ace some real passers. You know, because these I don't know, man, they're pretty Dominican good. It's really hard to see someone beating them yeah. right now in triples. Like yeah. Well, Mike, I give him his props because he's played on the national team, and like every single person I mentioned at Riverbank, all of them play for the Dominican national team. So, and they yeah. did win nationals in 2014, like Frankie Valdez, Batista, those guys. They only lost one set. They went to nationals two years in a row, and in, the, in that two-year period. How long ago, though? 2004, 2005. Yeah, it's a long time ago. They're 20, <laughs> but honestly, that's like saying you I know. Think for, yeah, that is. <laughs> for, I think for Endor, that is a long time ago. I mean, for anything. I mean, you try no, to get... no. For Beach, if they're 22 years old and they're 36 now, that's they're in their prime. Yeah, so but they the... haven't been traveling around the country playing tournaments yeah. consistently. So that's the that's like. I but, mean, if... and and take into account it's indoor, right? If you yeah. if you've been playing indoor consistently, 22 years old to 36, your your body's probably pff, trash. Yeah. Reed Trash. Pretty, I don't even know how he survived it. He got on, he was like 30. Well, Reed's, Reed's he's the hardest worker in our, in probably all, both sports. Reed's probably in indoor dude. and beach. He's yeah, probably he's the, the hardest dude. worker. He, like, yeah. Okay, have fun, boys. So let's talk, um, let's talk some Olympics. Did you get a chance uh, to watch anyone play here and there? April and Alex actually look normal. Um, some of the games seem boring and uneventful. I've been traveling, so I haven't been able to watch a full right a full match. I watched Phil and Nick yesterday a little bit. Who they play? They played a, the the Italian. They played Argentina. Did they win? <laughs> in three. Because yeah, well, they smoked them. We, they smoked them in the third set. But didn't even we like, want everybody? Did we you, not want everybody about Argentina though? Yeah, and like my mom texts me, and I wasn't even. I was like out to dinner, and my mom texts me, and she's like. Phil's really struggling right now, and I'm like, really? Against our, I mean, I know they were pretty, and Argentina's doing pretty well, but um, everybody in this Olympics is actually, like, don't get me wrong, everybody in this Olympics for beach volleyball can ball. Like, you, they just don't give away enough spots in beach volleyball for some team to qualify and not be good, you know? Like, they're, I agree. they're all good, compared to, like, some other sports where, you know, like, you get some teams who can qualify but they you know they're gonna just get smoked every every game yeah beach volleyball's not gonna no not gonna be like that and then at, and then at 14 pool jeff right if yeah. argentina is the worst team in that pool that's that's right that's, that's what not I'm saying. A, there's no beer like this yeah, yeah there's no beer bracket no. <laughs> that's what you're saying no yeah. no, no, no every you're, you have a chance to lose in every game yeah and for those of y'all out there that thought I was calling April and Alex boring, I wasn't saying that. I was saying their win is boring the way they like it. They they don't they don't want no nineteen nineteen situations. They want to win by a bunch of points. Let's make this win uneventful. Yo, so, FYI for anybody who's watching right now, if you missed it, I'm giving away at least one, maybe two free items from Isopure's website just for leaving a comment. So I'm going to randomly scroll through with my eyes closed tomorrow. We can do it live. And I'm going to pick one person, maybe two, uh, who win the grand prize. So, and I'll just let you like go in there and pick. And I might throw something else in there. Like, I don't know, maybe something else from my other sponsors, like uh, Radiate Lifestyle. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm volunteering my sponsors without them knowing to give away <laughs> free stuff. Because that's what I do. Yeah. You heard it. Sam Wannabe said, um, 
crazy feeling Nick finished third, so I guess they, they figured out the points in this and that. But Oh, yeah. I was wondering third, what happened with that. Look, we knew when they lost to Brown Mewson and they beat Brazil, there's going to be some three-way. They're going to be three teams that are going to be two and one, I think. So they finished third probably because Brown Mewson finished two and one and the Brazilians came back and beat Brown Mewson because they were two and oh. So Brown Mewson finished two and one. Phil and Nick finished two and one. And um, oh, with three is Argentina and the, and, um, the Brazilians finished two and one. So. Someone says I need to give away a pair of slunks. Hmm. All right. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. Let's see if we can. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if we can get Chris Reams on here. And then make sure he gives away something free from slunks. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Slunks is a good thing. Yeah. I gave him, I gave a pair of slugs to him. That's good. That's yeah. good. Su- good suggestion there. Is there a worse or better story than um, try? Crazy stuff Hollywood couldn't make up. I agree. If, it is. If I gave Hollywood the script, you know well, what Hollywood would tell me? Throw that out because I, that'll never yeah. happen in real life. This yeah. is except this is happening in real life. You know, and I mean, mm-hmm. no offense to Taylor who actually qualified for the Olympics, but. There, if there's one guy who deserves for something like that to happen, when at the height of his career, he was already winning FIVBs and that sort of stuff with Hayden playing really well and comes down with a rare like autoimmune disease and like has to fight his way back to um, being back on just the AVP tour, let alone playing FIVBs and qualifying for the Olympics. If there's somebody that it that it could happen to that deserves it, it would be him. You know, his work ethic is is extremely extremely great like he you know he's always ready that guy so i mean do you i i i I somehow think that they can meddle everyone that i talked to was like nah you know they can't meddle this new team and and taylor is better and all this stuff and i get it like taylor is like one of the best reasons one of the best defense but you don't know the chemistry of jake and try you don't know and until never, you actually and see never, and for them to never play together and be 2 and 0 2 uh, and 1 yeah 2 and 1 they lost one today no, um i don't think they lost yet wait a second no they're 2 and 0 as far as i, I don't know, think they yeah. played their third one yet um but maybe they have but either way to win two matches in the olympics where there are no easy teams i mean Karimbula, uh his that's not an easy win uh, mm. On the Olympics, there there are no easy no. wins for the Olympics for beach volleyball. And stylistically, that's not the best matchup in the world. That's two, not a best two, matchup for two, for bigs. two bigs, exactly. <laughs> for for try who hasn't yeah. been playing defense that long at that level and full time defense mm. hasn't done that yet. No, this is the this is from what I understand the first time he's actually done that. So for him to do that, I'm not saying it's not possible, but that is an, an extraordinary feat, especially mm. at the Olympics, right? Never underestimate the power of the handicap. No, I'm just kidding. Of the handicap. (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna focus on this one. Never (laughs) underestimate the power of the honeymoon phase. Ah, you meet someone, you get a new girlfriend. Yeah, you give her a kiss. The kiss feels fresh and new. Yeah, y'all kind of hook up. It feels fresh and new. You you holding hands. You walking down the sidewalk. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You sporting her. And all of that feels fresh and new. Yeah. And fresh and new are the operative words yeah. here. So Where you're still finding out what each other likes to eat. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's still putting in work in the relationship yeah, they, and all they, that stuff. They ain't no deal breakers yeah. in this honeymoon yeah. phase. And the cool thing is, I think, Jeff, by the time the honeymoon phase is over, the Olympics are over. So this recipe for success 
as far as time and place is concerned, could be just what we need. I don't doubt that they can win the gold. Yeah. I sound like a goddamn Cowboys fan, right? They win like one game against Washington. I think we're going all the way to the Super Bowl. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not, you know. <laughs> Cowboys fans. Nauseating hey, fans. So I got an even more intriguing question for you, okay? All right, So the Olympics is what it is, and hopefully we get some USA male squads that medal because we, we're pretty sure that we're going to get a women's medal, right? Um, but all that aside, right? So Jake, this is his last go round, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have Try and Trevor, that's a really good team on the AVP and they're doing well on the FIVB for the most part. The question is... The question is, who's Taylor gonna pick up? <laughs> and how weird is it gonna be if he picks up A, his brother, or Try, who are like Try and Trevor are really good boys and play well together. So who who's he gonna play with? Who's Let's just say Try and Trevor wanna stick together. Who's Taylor going to pick up? Well, let's go through the list of people. Assuming we're trickling down and he just doesn't pick um, someone who's just ideal for him. We're, do, we're, do, we're doing trickle-down economics, looking at the top seeds. Uh, you got um, Duncan Budinger. No, sorry, Chase Budinger, not Duncan. Even though Duncan, Taylor could probably play behind either. Anyone whose last name is Budinger. If I had to pick upper echelon guys, I'd go Budinger or Brunner. But if I had to go best pick for Taylor Crabb, Madison McKibben. Madison, if, I mean, right now, I don't see Madison going away from his brother. I know. No, Unless his brother can't play or, you no, know. No, but just as a brand, they're more like, successful together than they can ever be. Yeah. Right? He won yeah. with Ty Lewis, I, I just don't right? see, but, I don't see, because he's had opportunities, I feel like, to play with a lot of other guys. You know? I think he's playing with Case Beer, right? He's gonna play with Case Beer this year. He is, maybe. Oh, cool. You know, or Riley. I mean, Riley. God bless you. Know, you had a, you had yeah, a baby. Dope. I've been out of the cute loop looking, a bit. cute looking baby. You know. Yeah. Okay. But 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 if I had to pick one guy like a fantasy pick, yeah, Madison, you know I what mean, I would two, do? Two Hawaiian I would take, brothers. Two Hawaiian brothers. I would take other? Andy Benish and and make um make coach just like mold that guy into the next Phil. That's what I would do. Because he's got it. He could. He was a savage Andy, this tournament. Yeah, he was. And Andy could like... I mean, he's right there. He's like right there on the cusp of like being really gnarly. So I think Andy Sam could... Sam Wannabe's agrees with you. Yeah. They I would said, take Andy. I think I would... It might take yeah. a year. You know? It might take a whole year to get him there. But I, I, would, I would take... Or Timmy. Timmy would be another one. But it's still like Timmy's in a phase where like he's getting a little older. And he could, he could realistically do as well blocking as he could playing defense. Timmy. Tim Baumgren. Got yeah. you. Super athlete. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I call him Hitman for hire. Yeah. You, you want to go to the finals, semis, boom, there he is. But he said, take goes back Taylor, to Taylor, my money's on me. I think you should just pick me up because, you know, I'm going to be full-time blocking at 6'2", six two, six yeah. two until I'm like at least 50 or 53 or so. So, yeah. no. No, I'm just kidding. Nothing wrong with but, that. I mean, but if, I, that's, but if we're but not isn't kidding, that weird? Who do you? I mean, but if like, we're not kidding, who are they going to serve? I mean, well, I'm not going to be blocking that much longer, dude. It's like we're yeah. done. We're that's canceled real soon. <laughs> I'm glad, it's just, but it's I'm glad just, you used it for what it's worth because yeah. I think this whole concept that someone has to do all the blocking or play all the back row defense. I think Try and Trevor made liars of us all, right? Like whoever's whichever block is the hot, the hottest one, then eventually the other guy plays back row. You look at the Latvians, right? You look at uh, Lion King and and, and Smedins for. A long time yeah they, they were actually achieve a medal there were at least three teams from brazil that could split block you had freaking evandro playing back row defense for christ's sake uh, 
you notice how that was like the go-to for a while where like yeah. all these teams were trying it out and experimenting with the, the double blocks mm-hmm. and now no one is doing it you know Lorax and Tim Baumgren okay that's gonna be a good one Crazy. no one who's doing it besides uh the Latvians who aren't doing that well anymore no teen I mean who on the on the FIVB who's who's got two blockers who's, who's, sp- who's, who's splitting split block, block? Who's split blocking I can't, well, if I'm just talking about the Olympics, all the FIVB teams, I can't think of one. Those right are the now. ones that I'm really... Yeah, know. can't think of one. No. Yeah. Nobody's doing it. Brazil had three teams or something like that. But don't you think if Try and Trevor had points, they would they would, they'd get out of... Oh, pool. yeah, they're, they're the only out, ones. they get out of They're pool. the only ones. And they, they're yeah. the only ones that have done well in the FIVB, like recently, that are... That are split blocking, I think. They do better on the FIVB than they do on the domestic tour. They're just style, it was styles. Well, make we haven't really had that much opportunity for them yeah. uh, domestically because of COVID. Yeah. And in that in that little championship cup thing, they did they really, did win they the did last really well. Yeah, and they, they placed well. Any guarantee victory, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and fucking, they placed well. Fucking so. Trevor's got some balls, dude. Trevor's like, I guarantee we're going to win. He put a chip on his shoulder. Yo, again, um, giving away one free item. Possibly two from Isopure. Uh, if you comment down there, right down there in the comment section, um, I'm picking one lucky winner. We're going to do a random blind scroll and stop our finger on somebody. So that's going to be tomorrow. But all you got to do is leave a comment. I don't care what the comment says. Um, just enter. You'd be dumb not to enter. And then, um, so possibly two people from Isopure. And then I'm going to talk to Slunks because I'm just volunteering my sponsors right now to do random things. So I'm going to maybe volunteer them to uh, as well. Slunks. Yeah. Chris Reams. I like that. So let before we, we move on to the next thing, let's let's. I just want to talk about all four teams. April and Alex look normal. I think they're, they're, um, they're in a semifinal situation. Um, Clay's and Sponsor Team Slays had a very, very big victory where people thought that they were the favorite to beat. But if you've been watching Tina Grudina and Anastasia as closely as I have, that's not an easy game to win. And the last time we they played Tina, Tina and Anastasia beat the brakes off of them. Second set was 21-14. She got roofed off the court. But, you, you know, down 11-9, Kelly Clay's took over. She stopped poking on those on-twos, on those options. Started hitting for power. You know, decided to save the tips for the waiters. Ran off six straight points, 115-11, down 11-9. So, so that's how they, they got past Tina. Um, I don't know. I think they play Brazil today. So if they lose to Brazil, there's a three-way tie because Tina beat the Brazilians. Tina and Anastasia yeah. beat the Brazilians. So, um, and there's a team from Kenya. I think that's just going to I mean it's – I've seen them play in the Africa games, but this is – come on, there's levels to this. That's, that's Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really mm. – Dude, it sounds bad, but I haven't really been following women's side that much, and I've barely yeah. followed the men's side. I know, we and just some didn't of the teams time. on the women's side. I just, yeah, I've well, been. Dude, you had to qualify, right? You, you, you thought you had points for the draw, all that stuff, and you thought yeah. you had points for the draw, and you had to be the one. Well, I knew qualify. I was. Uh, I knew it was close. Um, just like having taken the one season off. Here's the thing that like most people don't understand. I took the twenty. 19 off most of the season. Didn't Except play. for Motherload, yeah. Um, and my f- points never got frozen because I played tournaments like Motherload, and it was just like not. I was not going to be traveling and placing well on AVP, so I didn't play. So I didn't have points last year to really play, or this year when all the guys pretty much got their points frozen from COVID. So I've been playing tournaments this year and placing well on them, but none of them have like enough uh points for the tournaments that I've played well, played well in 
to trump the guys who just played in qualifiers. Not to mention they never made it in, like have never made it in, or didn't make it in from those uh, that point allotment, right? So just playing a qualifier is super important. So all you guys out there that like, you know, they want to have a lot of points and possibly get into draws and be in higher standing for qualifiers, play qualifiers, and even if you don't make it in, you get a shit ton of points for those. You do because they they equal the America the yeah. Amer- oh my god the America wins. I've won tournaments this season and had less points and, and get less points than you do yeah. playing in let's just say Manhattan and you make it to round two or three or something like that. You 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 get like I don't know you get a you get a ton of points. What are we laughing at? Who's- Steve Rochet says protein. <laughs> Sam one of these is like he doesn't need any more protein. I think they're talking about bomb grand or um, Lorax. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, neither one of those guys need protein. No. What up, Roshitz? What's up, Big Steve? What's up, man? That's another stud, dude. So, we already, all right, we talked about the women. The men, Phil, I kind of thought would have an on switch. Like, going into the Olympics, I really didn't want him to go because I'm like, this cat doesn't even look like he wants to go. Like, you look at his face, he looks like Jay Cutler signing his new contract, for Christ's sakes. But then, someone told me, look, he's a professional. When he goes to the tournament, right? He's going to have an on switch, and um, I agree. I've seen the on switch because you can't beat the Italians without the on switch. Carambolo, I'm, I'm not, um, the Brazilians, Alvaro and, and Alisson, who's his, turned out to be his international rival over the years, right? You, yeah. Phil won 08, he won 16. So, um, yeah, and Nick played really, really good ball too. I'm very, very impressed at uh, the ball they're playing. I think they're playing as well as they're going to play. Malin Sorum lost to the Russians in pool and everybody's like, oh, they're vulnerable in this and that. And I'm like, no, styles make matchups. And if you look at the Russians, uh, Stoyanovsky and Krasilnikov, they have more wins over the Norwegians than everybody else combined. They have three wins over the Norwegians. Everybody else has a combined three wins against the, the Norway. So, um, Maul's probably going to take a shitload of time off. He's had a he's coming on a bum knee, you know. In fact, that's probably why he didn't play all three tournaments Mol? in Cancun and or Maul. Yeah, but how are they doing in late. the Olympics right now? I haven't even watched this. I just said they years. lost to Krasnikov and Stern oh, they did. in pool play. Okay, you know they're going to get out, but now everybody's like, oh, there's a kink in their armor. We're going to come after them. Yeah, um, and we already talked about Taylor and um, not Taylor. Um, try and um, Gib, you know Taylor. Um, Taylor, sad you didn't go, man. Taylor said he's going to come on the podcast too after the Olympics, but uh, um, there's a part of me that's like, I don't even want to call the guy. He's probably still sad, you know? I mean, he's keeping himself up and he's got a big support group, which might make him want to just come on and feel like talking about stuff, you know? Maybe if he wants to. And you know me, Jeff. I'm like, if there's something you don't want to talk about on this podcast, we we ain't got to talk about it. But but I think he's he might be a little afraid because I'm, I have this knack of making people want to talk about things that they come on the podcast. <laughs> no, you know, not wanting to talk about it. it's like fine, you know, um, like Dave McKenzie right here. He want to talk about PEDs, a performance enhancing drug. Oh man! But um, neither but, do I. <laughs> but, no, but I'm glad he did. I don't want to talk about any of that. No, because if you look at his, you look at his Wikipedia page. It says he's got flagged and he he got suspended for it. But if you actually heard his story. He couldn't afford to make the trip to get tested. He's playing in Europe, and they he they want him to spend eleven hundred dollars, like on a plane trip, to get tested in Australia, and he's just like no. So if you don't show, they consider that a positive test. Oh wow! So he so if you know that story, you now you're not thinking he's cheating. You're just thinking he's too, bro- you know, the league is playing and it's too broke to pay him. 
you know no i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so i mean there's there's there are lurking variables variables that I, I bring people on a podcast and i'm not trying to pull it out of them but i'm like dude i want you if people out here are thinking this about you and you just keep saying i don't care what yeah, people think you're lying your fucking ass yeah, yeah. off dude you don't some jeff sometimes yeah, I mean, we care what people think man Dude, sometimes we care. I I am from Brooklyn, New York. If anyone can say they don't care what people think more than anyone, uh, it's me. And even I, on the level, do care what people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So. Here's where I'm at with a lot of that, though. Um, Please. Some stuff I just don't want to put my energy toward. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter to me. It matters to me what people think from a standpoint of the things that I can control, I want to actually be in good standing with people. But the things that I cannot control, I really could care less. But at the same time, I don't want to necessarily... Anything you talk about, you're you're giving more energy to. And I'm huge in that sort of stuff. Like I don't want to be putting my energy into something that doesn't benefit me. And I've been that way for a long time. Um, and, and it is more important for me to, to protect my energy than it is to clear up something that someone else is saying about me that I can't change anyways, because some people are going to believe and say whatever they want. They're going to believe and say whatever they want, even if, you know, it may be true or it may not be true. At the same time, the more I talk about it, the more it's going to, the more it's going to pop into my life, the more other people are going to talk about it. So I just, I just like, I'd rather, I'd rather not, you know, like, and I feel like that, trolls, that may be, but, but you're going to, yeah. And you end up feeding them. And those, the people who are going to say the stupid shit anyway, they're going to say it anyways. Right. They're going to be people who just want to get on the internet and type dumb shit about Simone Biles when they have no clue what's going on or what her symptoms are or what, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be those people no matter what. So, so, so would it benefit her to get on the, on a podcast right now and try to clear her case? No, it's going to invite more people who are just going to be, I mean, there are always, there's going to be supporters, right? But there is going to invite more people to be trolls because she's going to give them a platform. And in her case, where if she makes one wrong move, she could be crippled or, or worse. Yeah. If if she allows a little bit oh, of yeah. that to creep oh, in well, her head. Oh, well, a lot of people... And if there's a split second of doubt while she's doing some of these moves, yeah. she can freaking hurt herself, Jeff. A lot of people don't even know that she has what they call twisties. You know, you've heard, like, a lot yes. of people don't even know that that is the symptoms that she has and how dangerous it is and that she could actually break her neck and paralyze herself. Like, they, they, they just think that, you know, mental health just falls under the I'm overwhelmed or I have anxiety or whatever it may be. Do you no. think a 35 medal winner of the Olympics is is going to withdraw because she has a little bit of anxiety or because she's nervous, you know, like... Come on now. Are these people Come stupid? on now. Like I saw a meme. I saw stupid? a meme that said you can barely get over having to wear a mask at Publix or whatever it may be, but you're the same people that want to get on Simone Biles because she might kill herself <laughs> jumping, you know, 30 feet in the air at the Olympics like Dude, I Come on. I'm glad we brought that up cuz that was one of the things um Todd Rogers talked about where like um like mental health and the it's the, huge. the accumulation it's huge of years and years. Um, I mean, how Jeff, you're an elite athlete, all right. I mean, I was an elite athlete a hundred years ago. I mean, when 
don't know. I could read the Bible and reminisce, right? Um, um, is it a, for, I guess only speaking for yourself, some of these stress points, is it a periodic thing that jabs at you, goes away, or is it just an accumulation thing build up where you, you keep it inside and you try not to explode? Um, can you walk me through some of that? Uh, what do you mean? Is it something that's like, always there, or is it I something guess, that builds up and it's cumulative, and, and there's times where yeah, you, you and, and can't, I mean, and it's unfair to take, try to read her mind, right? Yeah. To, to choose to pick what what we think we should, we're feeling, but I guess based on what you and me have been through, like I played overseas, you know, and I mean, uh, I, I was only there for two years, but yeah. that that was a real that was a, a stress a stress thing for me. Yeah, um, I mean, as much as. As much as we want to think that the great athletes can just get out there because they've been playing this sport their whole life and just get out there and nothing else affects them, right? And that it's not a job for them. It is a job. It is something that becomes monotonous. It is something that becomes tedious. And, and no matter no matter what someone from the outside is, is thinking about you, you have to protect. Like I said, you have to protect your energy at all costs. And if it's not worth it, if it's dangerous for you to be in a situation, there there are times where I th- I thought that it's probably dangerous for me to be out in the sun playing a volleyball tournament. And there's a lot of times where I still did it. And then there was a point where I had a nerve injury and I had to sit my ass down somewhere because um, it kind of affected my, it actually f- affected my mental stability having nerve injury in my neck. Yeah. Um, and so and so I I had to sit down, you know, and and it, that was 2019, right? Yeah. You and, had a yeah, neck, you had a Yeah, back it was not all right. Yeah, it was like neck and back and like shooting all down my arm and it couldn't sleep and um and while I could physically probably go out there and do it, but it just beat me up mentally to know that I'm not playing my best right now. Um, and I could be doing better. And the only way for me to kind of recover would be to just sit, sit down a little bit, you know, and not travel all the time and play these tournaments. So, um, and my, like I said, my, my train of thought and my, my thought process was not, was not where it should be. So it was best for me to sit down and it's not easy. You look at, you want to know, like you want, you want to talk about Michael Jordan and how great he was being a basketball player and all this stuff. Like, Think about the time period in which he took off from basketball to go play baseball. The GOAT. Right after his dad died from what some people believe could have been a hit from the mob because he didn't pay his gambling debts. Right. Right? And so so even for him, all the things like he can take a lot of pressure, but there are just some things sometimes where you 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 just have to you have to you have to do something else. You got to get away from it. You got to you got to sit down and you can't uh, you can't like you can't put any more in your cup until you empty the cup. You can't put any new water, any new good clean fresh liquid in your cup until you until you empty what's in there and realize that your cup's already overflowing with whatever it is and you need to just you need to empty it and chill out and start start over. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for her, I wish her, you know, I wish her the best in her recovery and like like I said that mental um <clears throat> the mental uh stability for her didn't necessarily mean that she was just overwhelmed with what was going on and the pressure got to her it was it was the fact that sometimes your physical ailments can affect your mental stability 
which is nine times out of ten what's you know what's going on so mm-hmm. and there's so many people who are quick to jump the gun and just be like well, well if i was simone biles i would you'll never be her and you've never if you're on the internet commenting on somebody else's life and progression you've never been in a situation of simone biles you don't see anybody of significance true significance a a a master at their craft saying anything about her yeah you can see one person because they first of all they don't have time to comment on other people's situations like that mm-hmm. i uh, i gotta agree like at least if someone did some research and understood biomechanics or whatever let, like let's say someone's not a gymnast right never have been never will be and they just understand and maybe they look at some performances and they and they form an opinion whatever um maybe that person's worth listening to. But you're talking about people that are just like, oh, oh they're on a, their couch. They a, can barely see their toes when they're, you know, staring over their big belly. Like, these are the guys yeah. that are that are commenting. People who on are... On that nutty professor who, shit, right? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see my... <laughs> yeah. yeah, people, they're, they're people of many trades, but masters of nothing. The people right. who are commenting on on her on in, in a negative light. I mean... I'm actually going to put some highlights because uh, I have like a highlight thing. So comment below if you want a chance to win something from Isopure. Uh, I'm going to possibly pick two people tomorrow, but one for sure. And also possibly give away a free pair of slunks, but I'm just volunteering slunks. They don't even know. That's yet. ridiculous. Look at that. Oh, Simone. Dude, if I could jump that high, I'd probably be a better volleyball player. <laughs> what is it, like 15 feet? <laughs> That's the Chang. So they're naming. They're na- she has four moves named after her? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I don't have any moves. So look named. at the stick, though. Oh, you yeah. see the stick? She's nasty. And I mean, for your, for your body to be doing all those revolutions constantly the amount of training like there has to be something that happens to your equilibrium your equilibrium and your what the yeah what yeah she's insane what oh my god (laughs) get yo that's enough all right yeah we're done yeah (laughs) (laughs) no oh my god did you see that yeah, she's sick. Yeah, so let's talk about, since we're on the subject of mental health, I had Todd Rogers on the podcast yesterday. Cool. And you and I were juniors coaches for a while, and you, you have done a little bit of work helping out some adults. I mean, we had Arena. Um, I remember you were, you were helping her in Hermosa Beach first round. She had that absolute savage for a jump server and blocker. I forgot that girl's name, African-American chick. If you remember, um, Arena was playing with this. The taller black chick indoor indoor player. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You were in, I saw you in the box, just kind of like you know helping them out and this and that. Um, so as a coach, we're both coaches, right? I'm I, I could call you a coach. You're a real coach. You're not a player coach. You're a coach coach. For kids who put pressure on themselves, or for kids whose parents want them to do this certain thing, for kids who are now making this their 10-month experience, 10-and-a-half-month experience out of the year before they even hit the college scene where it's supposed to be a 10-month or, you know, Division One supposed yeah. to be a 10-and-a-half-month experience. How do we help them deal with them as coach, uh, these, these young people coming up? The pressure of just uh, yeah having to be out there and just, man, it goes back to like, well, 
I was coaching out here in Hermosa Beach, and obviously one of the most beautiful places yeah. in the United States on on Earth, let alone yeah. the United and States. And one of the best programs too. One of the best I mean, programs. One of the safest places for your yep. kids. Good schools, all that sort of stuff. And my kids would come to practice, and they would be like, like this every, like <laughs> almost every day. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm from a place where these kids they can't afford to they don't have uniforms like they some like the school can't afford for them to play sports so they have to pay for it and they don't have money or the coaches have to go pick the kids up like my brother-in-law works in the Flint school system and he has to pick kids up in his own vehicle and bring them to practice and kids need to borrow money from him and 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 Clarissa Shields the 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 boxer like she calls herself the goat the woman goat or the female goat Mm -hmm. for boxing she would go to my brother-in-law and be like hey can i i want to go box in atlantic city atlantic city hypothetically can i borrow money to go i don't mean you know like can you donate you know like that sort of stuff and my kids had the nerve to come to practice at hermosa beach at the pier and have a bad attitude so i just had to remind them that's how i got them going is like just telling them how fortunate they are how grateful they should be and don't get me wrong it's all perspective right so once you get into something for so long your perspective on that you can have a hardship from whatever perspective you're you're in right you could yeah, have you could it could suck for the person who is in extreme prop poverty and they you know or they could have a really good outlook on it even if you're in hermosa beach you could have a really good outlook on it or a really bad outlook on what you're doing so as a coach, I think you just have to remind these kids how how lucky they are, how grateful they should be. And then if the, if your kids are coming to practice and they're not having a good time, it is your responsibility. It may not be your fault that they're coming to practice with that mindset. But when you get them, it's your responsibility to change their outlook on what's going on. So sometimes we would do something different, even though my goal is to make them better volleyball players, better humans. Um, to, to get them to understand how to treat each other and work together. That's my main goal, right? And that's going to take a lot of life lessons and that sort of stuff. Sometimes we would just do something fun or sometimes we would just sit down and talk about different things. Um, and, and, and some days I didn't care if they were on their phone on their little break where they get water and they're talking more. And then some days when we're really getting focused, you know, that's just what it is. It's time to get right. It's yeah. time to get right. But um, but as, as a coach and as a parent, because um, like I, I played hockey growing up. And I got extremely burnt out on hockey. I got extremely burnt out on it. And I decided to play lacrosse in college instead of hockey. And, um, I, you know, I didn't really have anybody to explain to me, especially as a black kid from Flint, when all of my peers are struggling, uh, how lucky I was to be in a position to be able to play. You know how expensive hockey? I was a goalie. You know how expensive that is? Yeah. I mean, just just the leg pads that go on your legs are like twelve hundred dollars at least a pop for a pair that are actually good. And that doesn't include ice time travel and the rest of the equipment and just feeding a growing boy. And my mom did all, you know, so like how grateful should I have been to be? How how did I get burnt out on playing hockey? Right. And especially I was really freaking good, dude. um, I mean, for me. It's important, like, again, I was talking to Todd yesterday, and for women's volleyball, or girls' volleyball, 
camaraderie, sisterhood is important because when one of them's down, they pick they pick they pick each other up. You know, where yeah. where men, it's more through leadership, through performance and stuff like that. So, that was some one of the big learning lessons I had to do because I before I moved to California, I was predominantly a men's coach. I would take some women's gigs here and there, and uh, but my old school style of coaching men. Um, Honestly, I could have done a better job if I had a better philosophical understanding of, um, and read the studies on the science collected, the vetting, the, you know what I'm saying? Studies that we vet, not just someone saying studies show and then, oh, good enough for me. So for me, sooner or later, when they compete, it comes down to winning and losing. And like Chael Sonnen said, and I said this yesterday, like they say that losing is not an option. That's absolutely ridiculous. Losing is an option. Losing is the most readily available option all the time. So if there's some of these kids that have this hang up where they feel like they need to win in these two point situations uh, and they keep losing, we as coaches, we have to keep reminding them that one, um, the other team's feeling that same pressure, 19 up, right? The other team's feeling, feeling the same pressure. And two, Jeff, it's, it's not, it's not in, um, for elite athletes, it's not an unnatural feeling. It's you're supposed to feel nervousness. You're supposed to feel tension. I'd be kind of worried for about people who don't, you know, who don't feel nothing except for some of the unicorns who are like so stone cold. And that, that's where we want to train our players. We want to train them where they they see 19 up and it's one up, you know. And that's a very that's our challenge as coaches. It's it's just a game, game of volleyball. If they think that way, then all of a sudden it's one one. And maybe they start winning some of these, and if they start losing them, it's not as heartbreaking and as as um like the weight of the world just drops on them. And and this and us as coaches, we just have to say, hey, next play, or we could like negative talk, you know, creep into their head and stuff. Yeah, like that. So, I, I always like with my kids, with my kids that I was coaching out here, energy was always my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I coached with them, and I would have girls, and you can speak on this. I would have girls who were in the younger group play the girls in the older group, and I would see the girls in the older group like have the bad bad energy. And it was one of those days where they had a crappy day at school, yeah. or you know and, they and broke up with their boyfriend yeah, or something and in the, high and school. And they're like, now I gotta yeah, play these young yeah, girls. Yeah, and I get these young girls, and like I I'm like, hey, a team they don't want to play, and I they can think change their win. energy, and I can change their attitude. Yep, man, the younger girls would beat the older girls, and just just mollywop the older girls because their energy was different so it's all about that attitude and and what kind of energy you're going to bring to the table that day and that's a winner's attitude a loser's attitude is when you let other things outside stuff affect how you're going to do that day and don't get me wrong we're all guilty of it i'm guilty of it it's probably with my young partner right now it's probably one of the lessons that i'm relearning you know, um, because, you know, he is young. He has all the potential in the world. He is super athletic. He knows a lot about the game. But sometimes being a 24-year-old, you know, you don't know how to do certain things when you think you do, you know. And f and it's not necessarily all his fault. It's about how am I going to respond to the, the things that, you know, he does. Am I going to respond in a good way or a bad way? And that's going to determine how well we're going to do. It's not even that he doesn't do things the right way all the time because it doesn't matter. When I was his age, I didn't do things the right. I still don't. But what's changed is more, more so what's changed is that how I respond in certain situations instead of just reacting off the cusp, right? So that's the same thing with him and I. If, if, if he does something that's, you know, what a young kid would do, how am I going to step in and bring him back 
bring him back to, you know, what I say, I say, go numb, kid, you know, where, where nothing should affect you, right? So how am I going to bring him back to that state? And that's, that's a lesson that life has brought me in circles, in circles with. It's different levels, don't get me wrong, I'm doing, I'm doing the circles on different levels, but it's always kind of bringing me back to that same, same thing until I learn it. And how much, how much of that did you get from coaching kids? Uh, I got a lot of it from coaching kids, but I wasn't able to really implement it into coaching kids until I learned it in my, in my own game. No, I mean coaching kids, um, like telling, like Eden or whatever, Eden McCoy is someone I want to use an example because like you said, some kids come low energy. This is a girl who's has, no, she has to have good grades. She has, she's doing general hospital. She's doing the soap operas every day. Yeah. And even then, even if, even the day she showed you a little attitude, you've never seen that girl take like a plays off. She was uh, such a savage. So I guess what I'm asking, Aaron Wexley, we see you when you get, we, um, I think you missed the, the answer on that one. But, um, how much do you get from showing kids how to conquer demons that reminds you, like, wait, this could this could apply to my own game as far as this obstacle here and this and that. That's what, I guess that's what I was asking. Yeah, you know, I get it. I uh, I learn a lot from the kids. Yeah, I was answering. I, I learn a lot from the kids, mm. but I learn a lot more from me actually losing right. or or or. Or when I'm playing with someone or I see someone. Because when I'm coaching, I don't really have necessarily... I don't really have time to really empathize with them. Not that I don't, but I don't have that time because I am I have to put them in the best situation to win. So I'm thinking about... A, I'm thinking more toward the result in the in the in the heat of the moment i'm thinking more towards what's our next step rather than actually internalizing you know for a long period of time and thinking on what they're doing right but when it's my own game i'm thinking about what happened in the game for a week after you know i'm not necessarily dwelling on it like man we should have done this we should have done that but i'm thinking that like okay this was look at how look at where my shoulders were at this point in time in the game like where they hunched up and I was super anxious and super like just was it, what kind of state of mind was I in? What was my body language like? What was my partner's body language like? Why, why, why didn't we stay aggressive in the match? You know, what was going on in my head mentally that I didn't stay aggressive or that I missed that one little shot out? I'm not dwelling on it, but I'm also thinking, you know, did pressure just get to me? Was I tired? What like that's like I'm, I'm going more into depth with my own with my own matches and my own games than I am with my kids that I coach because I, you just don't have, there's so many kids you coach, you don't have as much time to put into their thought process as I do my own, right. my own game. Right? Singular. So, yeah. yeah. So I learn a lot more from my losses because I don't even really, I mean, I don't even watch the games I win that much. I, I watch more so the games I don't. And cause that's when you learn the most. I like the question and the answer um, as it applies to you, because I'm not talking to someone who hasn't put in a lot of years. You're putting in a lot of years. Like, if I were talking to Dylan Cox, right, given his age, my answer, it's um, to me the question is rhetorical cause, because my answer would be like, those tight game situations just comes from training. Like, there's, you play, you've seen enough indoor games and you played tons of uh, outdoor games where certain players, when the pressure hits them, they revert to something that either they learned, which works, 
or something that they revert to that they think that works that doesn't. For example, indoor, like someone gets blocked and now it's 23 up, right? Games of 25. The one thing he'll remember, he'll hit middle of the court, which never works. It gets blocked or it goes into the guy playing position six, center back, or just goes out. So you see a lot of guys like spray the ball out, beg the referee, look, beg the ref for a touch. And you see that guy kind of do the same thing in every pressure situation because that's what he remembers and that's what he thinks, Jeff, that works. And it doesn't. Um, and that's, but that's why the question's different for you because you, you it's not reverting back to your training. It's, re, it's, re, it's, it's analyzing some of these things in real time. Well, like, is my body language I, I, I can that. revert it back to training, but I, like I said, I revert, I'm thinking more on a, on a standpoint from, from my game, my game experience. Yeah, it's different. My game experience because uh -huh. I go off, I, I go off my past games and how I've done and what I need to work on, that's the only stuff I'm going to actually use in my, in my practices, right? Like I'll go work on the things that I'm not good at, obviously. Um, so I, like, like I said, like my, my downfalls, like I, I go and look at those and that's what I'll, that's what I'll base it off. And a lot of it is attitude. A lot of it is, a lot of it is mental preparation. And I mean, also a lot of it's repetitious. I mean, only for it is guys, repetition repetition and, and seeing what works. And like, like, like for me, for indoor, I had a default shot. Like if I, if I can't, but in a game, you might have call, to do something yeah. that has never worked for you or that you may have never even tried. Isn't that great? Yeah. But but you need to base that off of something. If you base your your adjustment, something that you've never tried, off of nothing, you're probably gonna miss. No, but, if you're a creator. Right. You can you can become a creator. And that's what most the great players can do. Like the Lavians, they started this whole jump set moving out to the pin and hitting different yeah. shots and yeah, both teams, right? fake blocking yeah. one way or the other teams, and doing right? all that stuff. And they, yeah, yep. and no, I mean, nobody, that wasn't something that was really working for anybody else on the FIBB tour, but they, they create, they, they went somewhere they hadn't gone and nobody else had gone and figured it out because when you really want to win and you really want to, you know, take your game to the next level, you you don't have a choice but to become a creator out there on the court like you have to start figuring out some stuff that may be different than everybody else you know what i'm saying it may be 100%. different than maybe different than anything you've ever done 100% i i like that not like the, even again, for me you can yeah. you can say that like yeah i've done all this training and all this stuff but i probably do some some shit that other people just aren't really you know they're not really doing it and i and i figured out that it worked for me and like it's some of those things that you figure out just don't work for you especially when you're a new guy coming into a sport late and you're just out there doing some weird stuff you learn playing with pick up with guys and everybody's like yeah we don't do that that's not what you do at this level you got to drop that out of your game right um but then there are one or two things that you could figure out that that really might work for you at a high level like there's just some guys out there doing some weird stuff at a high level that are that are that are good at it. Adrian Kimbu is another one. Very you know? creative. Yeah. But he had, I guess what I'm suggesting is that even Adrian Carambola had his creation had a foundation. It, it wasn't out of thin air. But where did the like, foundation come from? 
But Somebody basic, had to think about this, huh? The fundamentals. What's the fundamentals of a sky ball, or 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 the fundamentals of the play where your partner goes behind you on a on after he passes and you set the ball over the net front? Who? There's no fundamentals because nobody else was do. There's like you know what I'm saying? Like you, ev- nothing, everything can't start out with fundamentals because somebody had to create it. Somebody had to make a blueprint up in their head before they actually did it on the court right it's just like building anything i'm gonna stop you people people say Mm -hmm. uh you start the house with the blueprint you don't start the house with the blueprint you think of the blueprint first it's got to be created in your mind first Mm -hmm. to build a blueprint the blueprint is secondary i'll give you an example we're on carambola right he's about to sky ball fakes the sky ball spins jump serves does he not have to learn a jump serve fundamentally in order to fake the jump serve, which leads to that jump serve? That's the that's that's kind of the exam, the foundation I was talking about. You're not going to fake and create. But even but I'm, but I'm but what I'm saying pra- is without practicing the jump serve. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is even the jump serve wasn't done at one point in time. Somebody had to create that shit. That's it. Very good answer. Somebody created it. It wasn't done. Motherfuckers were standing see, at the back see, of the people, net doing this, this shit. This is why we do the podcast. They were, they were doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Somebody had to figure that shit out. And even with the sky ball, like everybody wasn't doing it. I didn't start. I didn't I didn't create the foundation for the sky ball. I didn't create that foundation. See what you did? Now I gotta look it up. But go ahead. But, Keep talking. But, <laughs> but somebody did, and then, you know, I started I started building on what mine what mine looks like. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Let me do AVP. I'm looking up AVP top ten plays. And there was one play I called the chicken dance. It was you and Rafi Paulus, actually. Top 10. Let's go Hermosa. <laughs> actually, Rafi was on it twice because um, he got hit in the head, but the bounce off his head. <laughs> it, yeah, was, yeah, it was basically was two. Play. It was two kill attempts. That was a top um, player right there. It was two kill attempts and then one kill. A little bit of discussion with the refs. You guys messed Let's do it. And plays of Hermosa Beach, California. Oh, am I still alive somehow? All right, here's a special mention. I had to do this. Skyball. No clouds to touch today. All right, we're going we're gonna to cut you guys off. Oh. I love you. <laughs> we'll go one, one last little play. No, we got to see rewind it. Skyball. No clouds to touch today. Here's the chicken dance. Here's the salsa. Oh. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. God bless you, the late Yeah, Eric love you, Zahn, Cookie. Man. Eric Zahn. Cool, man. So, Jeff, I like what you said because you don't exactly have a small sample size with, with levels of players. You're playing with someone like Dylan Cox. You've played with Rafi Paulus. You recently played with Ricardo um, and played Rosie. against Ricardo. I played um, with Rosie, played with Ricardo. Rosie, Casey Jennings, um, just all of these guys um, with a high... Uh, Different pedigrees, right? Different levels. 100%. And, and God damn it, Jeff. I only I said only an hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chantel yeah, Crawford says... I got like another little bit. All right. Chantel Crawford says, two guys I love. She's from Florida. She's on um, part of the SOB crew. So oh, yeah. I had a border vacation. She's cool. And I'm sure if you've spent time in Florida, you cross paths. She's, um, she's one of the last of the power women. Um, one of these older women that look mad young. Um, Aaron Wexler, what are your thoughts on Simone's decision in the Olympics? Um, Aaron, the answer to that, you got to go back in the podcast because we got into discussion on mental health and we used um, Simone Biles as a launching point. So 
Um, this is going to be up tomorrow on iTunes, Spotify, and the video version, of course, on Diddy Option Podcast on Facebook and on NY Varsity Sports. Um, YouTube, I mean, just keyword. I'm not promoting that because YouTube's not, I'm not giving them my money. Um, nah, Stephen Roche just wants free ISO. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Stephen Roche, it's cool, man. Uh, Jeff. I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast. I'm on episode 99. You are my second episode, and now you're my second, second to last from episode 100. 100. Let's go. You um, you were five, I'd rather you were be your Gretzky. 50. I'd rather be your Gretzky episode over your 100 episode. Anyways, yeah. the question is, people, who's gonna be episode 100? Uh, mm. Bugger off! I'm not telling y'all. Y'all gonna have to find. You out. already know. You yeah, already got them lined up. Yeah, I'm just not telling them. Mm. It's not telling them. I got, I, I got um, someone really special. So. Um, um, for people who want to know more about J Sam, where should they plug? Oh, yo! First of all, let me give a quick shout out to all my sponsors. Please, yes. Sharp Vision. Uh, if you're trying to get some LASIK done, you got to go holler at them. They're the best in the world. My vision is so much better because of them, and I, it's the best decision I've ever made to get LASIK. Secondly, Isopure. I've been rocking with you for a long time. I love you guys. Uh, best supplement uh, nutrition company around also rhino designs if you're trying to get stuff printed on your shorts uh, any sort of athlete or you want a pair of my replica shorts with my name on it my sponsors you need to holler at them on my instagram um and don't forget today 440 pacific standard time we're doing an exhibition rafi paulus and myself uh on 17th street 17th street hermosa but volley poker Yes, volley poker come through. The volley rules. Poker. I, we I don't know what the rules are. Uh, we Jeff don't know what the rules are. They make up rules. There's live betting. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on. So um, for that, that'll be dope. But if you want, what time to, is that? That's at four forty Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Uh, and then if you also want to see more of myself, Instagram is the way to go, and it is Jeff Samuels II. So like, cause I'm I'm the second. My dad's the first, obviously. I don't know about any thirds yet. At least I don't know of any. That you know. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, that's my Insta. So holler at your boy if you want to see more more of myself. Yep. Thanks for the shout out and the love. Jeff was killing me the last time I saw him in St. Pete's. (laughs) And again, at Ricardo's event in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Um, Aaron Wexler, we got your back, man. We just you just gonna have to listen to that tomorrow. But love you, now, Wex. Yep, Jeff Samuels might love you guys, but I don't like you. In fact, I can't stand none of y'all. In fact, we out of here, okay? So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your desktop, for all of you on your Droid, for all of you. Oh, on Slunks, your, we love you too. Yo, Slunks, we love you too. Mad love. Like I said, Jeff love you, but I mean, nah, you know, I love Slunks. Yeah, we love Slunks. Yeah, I gave a present to Lillian. So for all of you at home, this is Jeff Samuels. We love the Slunks. This is episode 99. This is the Option Podcast. We, we kiss everybody goodbye, Jeff. And I'm going to put you on right there. Sorry. We out. Come cool. check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear. That's it. All right, we did it. Jason, we did it.